You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings, everyone, from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, April the 13th. Oh, good grief. It's April the 13th, Eric. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, good morning, Craig. As I uh, thought about the phone call, I thought, you know what? We almost had the perfect week. But uh, like a lot of times, you know, it gets snatched out from under us. But anyway, lots of interesting things happening. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, before we get started, just a reminder for everybody, we got a new special today. The folks that's brought money have an exciting offer for our Canadian and U.S. listeners. You can buy a one-ounce Canadian Maple Leaf gold coin for just nineteen ninety-five over spot. Now, there are limited quantities available, so take advantage of this promotion by visiting SprottMoney.com or calling 888-861-0775. What better time to buy another ounce of a fine Canadian Maple Leaf gold coin for just 20 bucks over spot? I tell you what, there's a lot going on, my friend. Price is up for the week. As, as we speak, gold's about 1341 which is up $5. Silver's up more than 1%. It's up at sixteen fifty-five. but of course, prices have been higher, and they've been lower, and now we head into the weekend. How did the week's action treat you? Well, it's been a good week uh, in the sense of, uh, you know, investments and things like that. And uh, we almost had gold breaking out here to to uh, three or four, three-year highs. Uh, unfortunately, even as it reflected on it, I mean, the reason for gold when it, when it was rocketing was not the greatest of all reasons, right? We were talking right. about missiles being fired all over the place. And uh, I, I prefer that... Uh, gold would go up because there's more people figured out that they shouldn't own own fiat currencies and people thinking gee there might be a missile um being sent off here so i I think that will still play out that uh, there's lots of reasons not to believe in the currencies and i'm sure in our discussion some of those things will come out here today Yes, you're right. Yeah, nobody is sitting here pulling for higher prices on the back of, you know, World War III. That's not going to make any progress for anybody. But it has, no. been, it has been an interesting week, and you're right. We, uh, we got up to where price was just looking like it was ready to break out, and it magically turned silver, too. Silver got right up to its 200-day moving average on the continuous chart. Uh, I mean, precisely to it, Eric. And then magically got shut backward. Uh, what are your thoughts, at least on price at this point? Well, I think everything looks fine. I mean, you know, there's we're we're seeing people throughout the world, excuse me, buying more physical gold. Right, most of the ETFs seem to have pretty good uh, order inflows these days. Uh, I think the logic uh, for doing that is increasing all the time. We have a stock market that's getting very jittery here. We got a bond market that's in a, that's in a bear market. We got inflation rising. We have a craziness going on in various currencies. I mean, uh, you know, of course, we could go to the Venezuelan Boulevard, the Zimbabwe, what are the Russian ruble this week? I mean, things where currencies are just, uh, and uh, the Iranian dinar, which fell, uh, whatever, 8 or 10% this week. You know, how many people does it take to, to, to witness their currencies being that volatile before you finally say, well, give me something a little more uh, secure. And of course, even as I reflect on gold today, we've gone from whatever ten sixty five to now uh, thirteen sixty, which we touched this week. I mean, that's almost a thirty percent move in three years. It's not bad, you know, uh, compared to other currencies, even even compared to the U.S. currency, which is weakened off in that time period. So, um, 
I think uh, the outlook for prices is good. I think the outlook for people uh, uh, wanting to buy metal, uh, not just people, but institutions too, who are looking for an offset to the possible decline of uh, share prices. You've already had a wipeout in the bond market. And if you believe the Fed, you're going to have a further wipeout in the bond market. So, you know, I, I think the time is ours. Let's take a second and talk about how that price is discovered, shall we, Eric? Uh, there's there's two <laughs> things I <laughs> there's two things I'd like to get your opinion on. You know, uh, the latest fad, I would say, the latest talking point of those who still deny manipulation and price suppression, even though you know obviously the evidence is clear and and hard at this point. Uh, the latest fad is said, well, yeah, there's manipulation, but there's no price suppression. Uh, back on Wednesday during the rally in price uh, that topped out near a new high for this year. All of a sudden, the COMEX decided to issue 32,000 new contracts, which is increasing the float of contracts by 6.5%. If without that increase of float, price would have risen further. And that is then very definition of price suppression, is it not, Eric? Well, that's what always happens. And uh, Craig, I don't even know if you and I have ever discussed the what we call uh, those those of us who have been around the globe for a long time the one and two percent a day rule. Yeah. And the the standard rule is that the price of gold can only move one percent. Okay. And in an extreme circumstance, it can move two. And on the day you're referring to, it topped out at exactly at two, and that's undoubtedly where the flood of open interest was created because we got to stop this thing. The, the last thing that the manipulators would want is that stock, that um, gold's going up when stocks are going down and it's, and everyone can see it. So sure enough, in comes the lid. And I think that day we probably did end up exactly 1%, not the 2%. I think we ended up $13.20 that day. Um, so, yeah, you see it all the time. I mean, we get sick of it actually in, you know, you and I have discussed many times these this new exchange for physical that comes in here. And I think every month now we got about 200 tons of gold, which is what we mine every month, uh, being shipped from the COMEX, theoretically over to the LBMA. Uh, not that you and I have any track of really what happens, because there's no transparency whatsoever once it gets over there, just gets lost. But the numbers of tons of gold and tons of silver that somehow just go out into the ether there and theoretically get settled over in, over in, um, in London, the, the numbers are absolutely stunning. And maybe someday we'll all find out that it never did get settled and somehow there's this huge Ponzi thing between various uh, central banks or the BIS or whatever, and it, it's all just nullified, but in the meantime, they control the price. So. That's what you and I are dealing with, and uh, I know you've written on this extensively, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm happy that you've uh, taken up that responsibility because it's very frustrating having been in this thing as long as I have to, uh, to have to witness this day after day after week after week and month after month. But I'm pretty certain that in the long run, um, owning gold and silver is going to be by far the smartest thing one could have done. Yeah, back to these EFPs. I had a, a, a gentleman who's a Dutch money manager has written an extensive piece, about nine or ten pages long, explaining EFPs specifically in silver, which we talk about gold all the time, but it's been over the top in silver as well. Uh, not to plug 
my site, TF Metals Report, but it's there. I, I took it, made a public post out of it. It's right on the homepage. I'd encourage everybody, if you're looking for more information on these exchanges for physical and what they mean, you can find it there. Eric, you urged me back in November of last year to start keeping track of them on a daily basis just to see if the flow is greater than it's been. Uh, as uh, Just two days ago, since I started keeping track in late November, we went over a million contracts. A million contracts have now been shifted off of the COMEX and delivered, allegedly, probably through London, through this process. A million contracts. That's 3,100 metric tons, Eric. That's more than a full year's mine supply. <laughs> it's, it's impossible to imagine. And, of course, Greg, one of the things I always imagine, just imagine that the real tons having to move around it and then go and do it in silver. When you know a ton's not quite as valuable in silver as it is in gold, think about those the amount of tons those yeah. guys have to move around. Yeah, I mean, we have truckloads and train loads and jet loads of silver flying all over the place if there was really any settlement. So, yeah, I know it's a little, it's it's quite beyond belief, and uh, who knows how it gets resolved. But um, the metals have acted well, you know, it's been not a bad year, it's been not a bad three years. Uh, I think, uh, We'll see our way through this thing with uh, the way everything is evolving. And, and uh, kind of while I'm on that, when I think of the way things are evolving, I think of, you know, if you go back to basics and whether it's interest rates rising, which is just not good for anything. We saw a sharp rise in bankruptcies here in uh, March. It was up something like 66% from the previous year. Um, we see how housing weakening. We see auto sales weakening. Um, we see the deficit exploding. Yeah. I think the, the deficit for March was in excess of $200 billion. Uh, You know, like, how are we going to deal with all these things? And, of course, the cost of interest when you have $21 million in debt and, you know, your cost goes up by 100 basis points, that's, that's $200 billion more of interest. Wow. You're gonna get, you could get in a real loop here. Yeah. With the deficit rising, the borrowing rising, and the interest rates rising, and maybe the Chinese uh, stop buying, and uh, others can't afford to be in there. Maybe the Japanese, you know, finally stop the lunacy in the financial market and stop buying bonds. Um, anyway, I just think that you know, if you go back to first principles, we got lots of major, major problems going on here that uh, look like we're not going to see any resolution. That, yep, good. That's a very good reminder, no doubt about it. And, and just one last thing, Eric. Uh, we had a very sharp rally uh, across the board in the shares back on Wednesday when uh, metal prices were rallying. But they didn't, the shares didn't give back all those gains on Thursday. They only gave back about a third. And so that's somewhat encouraging. And there are a couple of them I know that you follow pretty closely. Uh, what do you make of the shares here? Yeah. Well, of course, I'm excited by what's happening. And as you know, I'm the chairman of Kirkland, and this is not investment advice, but that stock hit a new uh, recovery high here, uh, sort of a 10-year high. Um, and it was quite a sharp move. And yes, it didn't give back much uh, in the uh, on Thursday. Um, and so I'm, I mean, most of my, what I spend my day doing is uh, researching stocks. And I actually wanted to take this opportunity to to comment on a stock, and again, I'm not recommending uh, that anybody do anything, but other than check something out. And I've talked about Garibaldi Resources before. They're a very small company; it's got a market capital of 275 million. I am over 20% owner. I've been buying it all year long. 
And uh, I'm just, I sit there and think, okay, what's going to happen to this stock when they find they have a drill intersection that was one of the highest drill intersections for nickel copper ever. Uh, they say, well, we've got these, we've seen the underground by um, geophysics that we've got these two huge conductors that we're going to drill this year. Of course, it's in British Columbia, which is not, they can't drill right now, but it would seem that they're going to start drilling in a couple of weeks, okay? Within a couple of weeks. And, of course, they know where the conductors are now because they drilled holes where they can do these geophysical surveys. And I can tell our listeners that I have seen the core where they did hit this, um, the high-grade um, nickel and copper, and it's like a piece of metal. It doesn't look like a rock, okay? Wow. And you can just imagine if these guys drill this, these big conductors they have, and all of a sudden this steel rod comes out of the ground. <laughs> There's going to be no mistaking what they had. And believe me, you won't have to wait for some news release to say we had success, okay? You'll tell. You know, like it'll get out there. And, uh, I mean, they, they could be into this thing in the next uh, two to four weeks here. So, and, and I just think it could be one of the world's great uh, nickel-copper discoveries. There's all sorts of information that one can use. Forget, uh, look, I'm no expert on this stuff. I just listen to other people. And so if somebody went to their website or some of the chat lines, you'll uh, you'll get the drift of uh, what could happen here. We we just think it could be a generational discovery. So I wanted to mention it uh, before the drilling proved it up and we all, you know, didn't uh, do our work ahead of time. Eric, thank you. I, that's some extremely valuable information. Of course, yeah, everybody should do their own due diligence and check it out. That uh, is a very exciting story. Uh, one last thing before we go. Again, no time like the present to continue to add to your physical stack or begin one if you never have. And just a reminder, besides that great gold Canadian maple leaf coin at $20 over spot, Sprott Money is also offering a one-ounce Canadian maple leaf silver coin at just $2.15 per ounce over spot. Again, Canadian U.S. listeners can take advantage of this promotion. Just call 888-861-0775 or visit SprottMoney.com for more info. Just like those Canadian maple leaf gold coins, quantities are limited, so take advantage I mean, like now, this weekend. Eric, thank you so much for your time. Always, always so valuable to get your perspective on these rapidly changing events. And I look forward to talking to you again next Friday. Should be a lot of fun. There's so many uh, things in the air here, all of which I think uh, can be very uh, positive for precious metals. So uh, should be a lot of fun. I look forward to chatting next Friday. And from all of us here at SprottMoneyNews and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening and have a great weekend.